0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you
1: did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.
0: This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. You know... I'm the talent. Right, of course. Except,
2: I'm the talent. Come on,
0: man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch. Guy Benson Show from New York City. GuyBensonShow.com. It's our website. Podcast is always free. Doing the program from the other coast tomorrow, California. Looking forward to an event out in Orange County, heading there tonight. So there's a lot for us to get to, including multiple food and beverage-related topics. In fact, I don't know if we have time to get to them on this home stretch. So let's make a note, Christine. We've got, number one, our collective dinner as a team in New York City on Friday night, Chinese restaurant, very exciting. Wyatt also has something to say about his taste in food. So we'll we'll make a note of that, plus the sandwiches that you guys turned me on to here in New York. And I took your advice, and I'm glad that I did. Delicious. We'll get into that. Plus, Cookie is now the owner, a proud owner, I would say, of a brand-new bottle of wine, courtesy of me indirectly, kind of. And we'll explain how that came into my possession and why I gave it to Christine. All of that tomorrow, perhaps, on The home Homestretch. We'll make those notes. But we have to really focus here on today's home stretch about a story that I still haven't heard. And you guys apparently all know, you and Dan and YY, you've all been cackling and giggling about something that happened at a, was it a car wash? Sure was. A few days ago. And you keep pretending like you're reluctant to tell the story, except you've obviously told everyone and their mother. It's like how you're reluctant to put on a hot dog costume, right? You just, you're itching to tell this story. So what happened?
1: This one I'm actually not itching for because I know the audience is gonna be like, Christine, like you have to be careful. You can't just go around doing this. But um, all right, set the scene. It was about two weeks ago now. A beautiful Saturday morning in New Jersey. Wait,
0: this happened two weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was just a few days ago.
1: No. No. You've
0: been you've been sitting on this one. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, uh, my in laws were coming from Massachusetts. And I was, you know, cleaning the house, getting everything ready. And then I said, you know what? Let me go get a car wash because we were taking the car, not the Buick. That's another story. I don't <laughs> think we're getting that one. But uh,
0: you've given up on your Buick. No, already. I got to
1: a fight with the guy, but <laughs> it's a whole other story for a different day. So I said, let me get the car wash because we were all going to get in the car that night and go to Judgy Joyce's house for dinner. So I wanted to make sure um, the car was clean. So now I get to the car wash. Do you go to car washes often?
0: Not often, but.
1: But you know how they work. Like, you know, you get. Okay. So now there is a line. You get, you pull in, you go around, you know, like you follow the line in, and then you wait, you know, right at the beginning of the car wash, tell the guy how much, what do you want, you know, when they get out. So at the very beginning of the line, there is a car just stopped. And he is outside, but in the line, but he is outside of his car now moving things around. You know, like when you're doing the clean out of the car, putting everything in the trunk. Oh, yeah. Now, he's doing this, though, on the line. You know, he's not pulled over. He's not in a parking lot. He's there.
0: He waited to the very last minute, to the very front of the line, to do all of the stuff that he should have done earlier.
1: Thank you. Yes. So, I, not being rude or anything, I just politely kind of went around him. Um, which was, like, difficult, and then I got into line and didn't think anything of it. I get out of the car, I'm talking to the men, telling them what I want, and all of a sudden, some man comes up behind me and starts screaming and cursing at me. No, not behind me, like, he was coming up his car, so he's still in the car, and now he's screaming and cursing at me, like, how rude do you have to be? It's, like, disgusting that you had to go around me, and he's... You know, you couldn't bleep and wait. You know, and at first, I looked at him. I'm like, I just said, I'm like, you, you're crazy. I'm like, what is happening here? And then he, we kept going back and forth a little bit, and then he called me a word that I cannot and will not say on oh, air.
0: The the that one. Yes. Wow.
1: And at that point, I said seriously. I went like this. I go, get out of the car. Let's go right now. Come on. I said, come at me. Get out of the car now.
0: You're challenging, what, to a physical fight? I
1: didn't know. I was, I like blacked out. Guy, like I was, the hands were flat. I'm like, get the bleep out of the car now. Wow. I'm like, let's go. And he he said something else. I'm like, buddy, I'll go all day with you. Let's go. He did not. Because then the men were kind of like, hey, everybody, like, calm down, calm down. And he's still, like, cursing me out. So I go through the car wash, I pay, and then I make sure I stand outside right in front of the door because I knew he would have to pass me. And I didn't want him to think that I was scared of him. He comes out, sees me, turns around, and goes back inside. Like, I'm the crazy one. Like, he's scared of me.
0: No, he was probably embarrassed.
1: You think so? I
0: think he was probably embarrassed.
1: I can't explain to you the anger. And, and I just want everybody to know, I did not have Megan with me. This I don't think I would have reacted obviously this way if anybody was with me. But then I went and called my husband to tell him the story. He got mad at me. Bobby said that I was the problem because he's like you He,
0: he didn't he didn't use that word, did he? No. Okay. That's what I want Still sure. married
1: him. <laughs> But Bobby said in this day and age, he's like, Christine, you do not think straight when you get angry. And in this day and age, you have no clue who this man is, if he's crazy, if he has a gun, if he has a knife. You see too many stories of random things happening over like a parking spot or, you know, like cutting somebody off in the highway. And he's like, and you cannot, as a five foot three woman, start telling people let's go and you're going to fight
0: them. Come at me, bro.
1: I said, I'll go all day long with you.
0: Wow. Well, the first thing that I think of is there must be security footage of this, and I would love to see it, because it sounds, now that everything is over, it does sound somewhat entertaining. Secondly, like, just politely going around him is completely reasonable.
1: Thank you. That's you could You could have
0: been honking and cursing at him. Like buddy, you got to do this beforehand. You can't hold up the whole line. What are you doing? You just went around him and then he decided to fly off the handle at you. He's at fault.
1: I even said that to him at part of our back and forth. I said, "Dude, do not get online if you're not ready to get the car washed." Right. And Bobby said to me, "Christine, you should have just waited."
0: You should have you should have said that he had performance anxiety. <laughs> See how he would have reacted to that.
1: I need you on speed dial at all time.
0: Yeah, for a good insult.
1: Yeah. Hey, guy, I'm in another fight so, You know, at the supermarket. Yes, let me put
0: you on speaker. please. Please speak to this man. I get it. The only choice that I question, I, I question two choices. Number one, sort of the inviting a physical altercation, not probably the best move. I think you going off on him, going jersey on him is completely acceptable and deserved. Justified. I think sort of like the come at me type thing is a little bit dangerous. And then the waiting afterwards, I would have paid for my car wash ahead of him, by the way, and gone on your merry way for the rest of your day as opposed to waiting because it's like the second confrontation where you don't know where that would have gone.
1: I know, but I was so angry at that point, and I didn't want him to think that I was scared or running away. he,
0: He clearly didn't think that because you'd already screamed at him. (laughs) <laughs> so, with your arms, you know, flailing. So well, I don't. I don't think that was the worry here.
1: Yeah, and like I said, when he came out, you know, you know, when you have to tip and then mm-hmm. you get into your car. Mm-hmm. When he came out and saw me sitting right there,
0: he turned right back around. Right back around, which is typically died. the reaction you get for most people, but just for different reasons. Now, can I just say, at one point, as a quick aside, you mentioned that you might not get the Buick because you quote got into a fight with the guy. Is this a? different fight with a grown
1: man that you've now been
0: involved yeah, in? Yeah, but
1: I didn't threaten him physically yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. This, uh, Bobby's handling this one but uh, you, he, we had worked out prices with him and he had said once he got the car, we were just going to do this quickly. Oh, did he renege? I mean, he, it was $150 more a month than what he had told us. Oh, No. So we said no, and he could not understand. So then I grab Bobby's phone and I'm texting away. And then Bobby like deletes half of it Mm because it wasn't very nice. But we've been going back and forth with him. And then finally I just called him. I said, this is unacceptable. And he's like, you don't seem to get the car business. Like every month these rates are changing. Like the industry is like upside down right now and he has no say. And I said, that's fine. Um, I think I'm actually going to make a smart move here. Breaking news. I think I'm actually going to do something very, very smart.
0: Oh, uh, but you often think that what you're doing is smart, is the problem.
1: We're just going to buy out our car and maybe not have a payment for a while. And that's your current it.
0: car. Yeah. And you don't need a new one. It's a 2020. Yeah. That's a new car. <laughs> right. My car is a 2017. I bought it. I drive it. There's not a monthly payment.
1: Yeah. So the buyout's not bad at all. We could just pay for it and then. Be no, that done. does
0: make sense. But it's like, so you're going to put on the shelf your desire to have the newest car and just have a perfectly fine car that works, yes, I endorse, I endorse. We've got to go. Back here tomorrow from California on The Guy Benson Show. New York today, California tomorrow, so much going on, so much drama in Christine's life. Maybe tomorrow's home stretch will have to postpone the food talk again because she'll have another physical confrontation with some stranger. Who knows? We'll find out together on The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on the Guy Benson show. I'll be at the Northwestern basketball game tonight, senior night at Welsh Ryan Arena against Penn State. I'm nervous. I mean, the Cats have punched their ticket, I think, already to the tournament, but this is a big game. They really want to win this game. I want to see them win it in person. Should be a packed house, lots of purple. Can't wait. Go, Cats. Beat the Nittany Lions. Meanwhile, maybe on my way up to the arena, if I'm hungry, a little peckish. I could stop by a KFC. They're making headlines today announcing that they are bringing back... Do you remember this grotesque offense against human health? The double down? Well, it's coming back after almost a decade. This is a chicken sandwich in which the chicken is the bread. So there's no bread on the sandwich. It's two fried chicken breasts serving as the bun. And then the filling is like a mayo sauce and bacon and cheese. And I will tell you, just looking at the photo of this thing, it just makes me anxious. Not because of the calories. I'm sure the calories are off the charts, but whatever. It's the grease on your hands. Like just, there's no way someone could really eat this thing like a sandwich. Holding the quote-unquote bread, which is fried chicken, and then biting into it. Oh, I'm just... mm -mm. But I guess it was backed by popular demand. It's got a very strong following. A lot of people were demanding that it come back. So, at the very least, KFC is getting some publicity out of this. And uh, I remember the discussions around the double-down. Eight, nine, ten years ago. Well... If you're a fan, congratulations, it's coming back. Let's talk about food in a different area, although I guess it's in the dining out category. This is an online debate that's happening centered around President Biden and his wife, the first lady. They went out to a restaurant in D.C. called The Red Hen. Different from a separate Red Hen, which is the restaurant in Virginia that threw Sarah Huckabee Sanders out. Remember when she was... Trump spokeswoman and all the people who would defend the baker having to bake a cake for a gay wedding, all those same people were like, good for this restaurant, throwing that woman out and not serving her. She's adjacent to lies. There's just not really a consistent form of thought there or, or train of thought on you know a principle that you actually stick with because they were all clapping for that decision. Regardless, that was a different location, actually a different entity altogether. There's no relationship between or affiliation between the Red Hen out in Virginia and the Red Hen in D.C., just as an aside. So Joe and Jill, excuse me, Joe and Dr. Jill were out to dinner at the Red Hen in D.C., and apparently they ordered exactly the same thing. They ordered bread. They ordered salad. And they ordered the exact same rigatoni pasta dish. And this became something of a phenomenon online with people arguing pretty vehemently about whether or not it is acceptable for a couple going out to dinner to order the same thing. Now, I have some thoughts on this, but I want to begin by saying, of course, it's acceptable. Right. It's a free country in spite of some of the efforts of this administration and their party, it's still a free country. If a couple wants to go out and order the same plate of pasta for both of them, who cares? They're allowed to do it. I'm not going to get that worked up over it. And I'll admit, if there are certain restaurants, let's say there's a place that you love, you and your spouse, you and your significant other, whoever it might be, and you love it because of one specific dish, and you don't want to share it, you want to have a whole thing of it to yourself because you love it that much, then go for it. Knock yourself out. Not going to criticize. However, overall, I would say this is a strategic error. Right? So when Adam and I go out to eat, even just the two of us or in a group, we will generally order strategically. We'll look at the menu, we'll look at the options in various categories, appetizers, soups and salads, entrees, desserts. And we'll sort of identify a few things that we might both be interested in. And then we will split up the order as to get as much of the items of interest on the table as possible. And then we'll share. We don't necessarily fully share everything equally, but it's like, hey, can I try a bite of that? I'll give you a bite of this. You get to just taste a few more things. And then we will just split, you know, a dessert or something like that. That is the standard, I would say, operating procedure for us. And I think if you're trying to maximize enjoyment out of a restaurant experience, in almost all cases, that is the best way to go. Like I'm racking my brain trying to think of an example where he and I have gone somewhere and ordered the exact same meal separately. I don't think I can think of an example. I came up with a hypothetical reason why. right? There's a pasta place or whatever where the rigatoni, let's say, is so, so good and so superior to everything else that that's the signature dish and you've got to get it and you don't want to share. That's fine. But overall, huge missed opportunity. I will add one more caveat before bringing in the rest of the team on this. Do I admit... Will I concede that perhaps in my advanced age and next week is my birthday, I'll officially be in my late 30s. I mean, I'm getting there. Okay, in my advanced age, Biden, of course, is 80. Might I start to fall into even more routines where I just like something and it's what I do and so I go and I do it and all of the calculations that I was just mentioning otherwise just sort of fall by the wayside because I get stuck in what I like because I'm old and who cares? Yeah, I think maybe I might gravitate toward that sort of behavior as I age. That's just like a guess. So I am not going to lose my mind over Joe and Jill getting the same plate of pasta, but it is definitely not the choice I would make, just lukewarm take. If there's anything I'm good at, it's bringing you some piping, not hot, lukewarm takes on stuff like this. I'm sure Christine has something very dramatic to say, if I had to guess. That's how she rolls. Christine, your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, Bobby and I have never, even if we like the same dish, we have never gone to a restaurant and ordered the same exact thing. That being said, I have to say something, and I'm wondering if there's a lot of women— out there that this their husbands do this for them bobby um, unless it's something that he knows i'm absolutely gonna love if it's something that i'm trying out for the first time bobby orders something that maybe he knows i'll have because he knows in the back of his mind that he's gonna have to switch with me if i don't like it and the same thing goes for drinks like this weekend i decided i wanted to try a spicy margarita Now, Bobby knew in the back of his mind I was not going to want that. I was going to want my Cosmo, but he didn't say anything. He waited until I took a sip. Then I handed him my drink, and then he took that drink, and then I ordered my Cosmo.
0: Mm. (laughs) Hmm. First of all, spicy margs are great. Maybe you didn't get a good one. Awful. Um, I mean, no. I mean, spicy margs, so, so, so much better than Cosmo's. I think you ordered it to not like it. I think you ordered it. To then make a face and hand it off to someone else and get what you wanted. That's my theory. So on this issue, though, of ordering the exact same thing as a couple, you're saying you've never done it before. You seem to be part of the outraged crew on this. Is this impeachable?
1: (laughs) It's not impeachable. But boy, am I going to say it's a missed opportunity Mm -hmm. to try other dishes.
0: It's not going to happen in this home. High crime, high crime and misdemeanor in Cookie's book. Uh, so, like, for example, when you go out for an authentic Italian meal and you order Hawaiian pizza, Bobby doesn't order Hawaiian pizza as well?
1: That is not what we do when we go for authentic. I'll tell you, we've gone yeah, to Carbone. I know. Carbone. He, he probably
0: gets, like, pepperoni, right, or something else, and you're, you're munching on, you know, uh, store-bought ham and pineapples. I get it. It's very authentic. Uh, Dan, I know that you don't have this problem because your girlfriend's a vegetarian, right? So... You can have a steak, and there's zero risk that she's going to be asking for bites of it. If she doesn't like her little vegetarian dish, well, that's on her because you know uh, the the bro in the relationship has ordered a giant piece of beef.
3: That's very true. She's a pescatarian, so she'll eat fish, which is nice because we'll split. Yeah, that's that. better. Yeah, that's better. I'm not judging.
0: I'm not judging vegetarians <laughs> or vegans. Oh, I mean, I sort of am, but I find pescatarian yeah. a lot easier, especially if you're trying to like. Share some food. that That's easier to accommodate, but please go on. Um, but what we
3: do do is um with appetizers, we kind of like do family style, so we'll share a bunch of things, So yes. especially like fish things. And even if we'll do it for a full meal, like if there's a restaurant that there's things we could both eat, we'll just get a bunch of plates and just oh, share that's right. for dinner, and it's fantastic. No, that,
0: that's some of my absolute – in fact, you know what? The other night on Sunday, I was in New York, and I had just co-hosted the big show on Fox News, and one of my fellow co-hosts for the weekends, Dr. Nicole Sapphire, familiar to this audience, she and I went out to dinner, just the two of us to catch up. It had been a while. And we did the only apps thing. We got four or five appetizers, split them. It was delicious. It was fantastic. It was Greek food. And I very much am a fan of that style of ordering. We'll give the last word to Wyatt because uh, he is now wanting the world to know that he's not a picky eater anymore. We mentioned that yesterday. Wyatt, do you have a very important take or perspective on the Bidens and their pasta ordering? Not really. Uh, only to say that if I'm going out and eating food and, you know, you want to do the whole sharing thing, what well, my main course, just keep your hands off of it. Like, to me, it's like if you order your food, it's your food. No sharing. Eat your food and enjoy it. That's the last word. Wyatt, are you single? <laughs> yeah, but I... I've, would rather keep it that way. Don't touch okay. my food. All right, we'll see. Check back with me when you're booted up and have a partner at some point or a significant other. The perspective might change, especially if you're a significant other. I mean, God forbid they're like Christine, but in this in this sense, they're like Christine in wanting uh, to share and that sort of thing. You might shift your mind just a little bit on it, but for now, I respect the position. And we've got to go. Windy City edition of the Guy Benson Show is complete. Back here tomorrow on the Guy Benson Show with a terrific guest host from our affiliate down in Atlanta, Extra 106.3. I'm back here on Friday from the Sunshine State of Florida. Looking forward to that as well. Thank you for listening
2: and have a great night. It's time to party a little bit here in the home stretch. And I'm excited to talk to all of you and Christine, Dan, Wyatt. You need to jump in with me here. I want to see, I am uh, now what I call myself a new South, a son of the South. And now that I explain that I live in the Appalachian mountains, one of the things that I have a huge problem with is bears. And I don't know if you guys have ever come across a bear, but they look so cute. And you always want to go up and like, yeah, I could hug that bear cub or I could hug that bear. But then you realize, okay, I've seen some movies where bears just rip you apart and you realize how dangerous they can be. Christine, I I heard that you may have a good idea about how to deal with a bear that you actually came up with a plan that you told your husband.
1: So I know you know the tri-state area very well. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people during the summer, we had to the Poconos for some sort of vacation. Not my idea of a vacation, but we went camping (laughs) there. And as we drove into the camp spot, there was a bear. And I lost my mind, like had a complete epic meltdown. I mean, nobody <laughs> listening to this show is surprised by that. <laughs> right. I like to think I'm calm, cool, and collected, but
2: nobody else How much else wine does. did you have at that point?
1: Uh, it was morning, so not not a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not a lot.
1: <laughs> but um, I started to do some research about encounters with bears because I never wanted to be that scared again. And I think I found the best way. My husband doesn't think this is good, but what you do is you raise your arms and like you kind of make them into an O. Okay. And then you hold them up and you just talk to the bear. So s- <laughs> no. Why are you laughing? Dan. It doesn't sound
2: right at <laughs> you, all. Well, hold on. You want me to, Dan, okay, hold on. Dan Wyatt, is that the right way to do that? You think? I don't think so. I've heard to make yourself look big, <laughs> but yeah. like
3: I don't know. It just doesn't seem all like right. it seems like you would still be attacked.
1: Hold on. Okay. Scott, you're gonna pretend you're a bear right now, okay? Okay, yeah. Okay. So now <laughs> I put my arms up and I look right at you as I'm backing away and I okay. say, Hello, bear. I'm your friend.
2: My name is Christine. <laughs> That's not you're gonna not- work.
1: Yeah, it, it, they I read it online.
2: This nowhere. <laughs> Where? As Don Lamont says, Google it. (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't know if bears
3: speak English, but I could be wrong. I don't think they do.
2: I don't think they do as well. I'm sure. Dan, have you come across a bear before? Has it ever uh, come, uh, you know, just scared the heck out of you? So I'm from New Haven,
3: Connecticut. We have a mix of like residential areas that goes into woods really quickly. So we have had some bears cross into, like, the more suburban area in New Haven. Um, But we I'm a biker, so we have, like, a long bike path. Bicycle, not motorcycle. Um, So we have this long bike path that goes through the woods. And I've seen bears on the side. Pretty far away, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, "What am I gonna do if this bear starts running after me <laughs> on my bicycle? Because there's no way I can outride a bear." No, running no. you don't need to. You get off
1: the bicycle. I no, I you gotta get off the bike. You get you off, crazy? and you just yeah. Talk, put your hands int- out. Introduce yourself. Talk to them, and back away. Hello, Hi,
3: my name I'm is Dan. T- <laughs> <laughs> Please don't eat me or kill me. I really like my life.
1: See,
2: that sounds like a horrible, horrible idea, Christine. Listen, okay, so. The National Park Service, they told uh, everybody in America today that the one way to handle this is not to push a slower friend down. I got to be honest, Christine – I think Guy might push you <laughs> down while you had your hands above your head. Um, I, I, you can think it. I know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Dan, would you be the hero or would you just let her stand there with her hands in the air I w- and I would, keep running? I would
3: have to grab her arm and be like, come on, let's go. Stop ta- trying to talk the bear and maybe book the bear for the show. That's what Put down
1: the box of wine, Christine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you have a better shot giving the bear a box of wine. <laughs> uh, you know, see, I live among these bears. We have a bear, so... I, uh, my, my fiance loves birds. We have, and it's, it's a really bad situation at my house where I have 300, I swear, 300 bird feeders and they're hung all over and we hang them on the back barn and I have to get a ladder to put them up. So, because the bears were stealing the bird feeders, they literally would carry them like Chinese takeout and walk into the woods with my bird feeders. So I would have to put them up on the ladders, but then they figured out how to climb the ladders.
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't understand. I, you, you say this so, like, brazenly. Like, yeah, we have bears everywhere. They're climbing the ladders. Like, aren't
2: you terrified? I Well, you know, at first I was. But then I realized, because we called the DNR, and we said, look, we have these two bears, and they keep stealing our bird feeders. We're kind of scared. Our dog is freaking out. I don't want him to hurt anybody. So what do we do? I said, can you take them? And they said, yeah, we can take them. But here's the problem. If you move them up to a hundred miles away, they'll come back. So I was like, "All right, what's the point at this point?"
1: Um, have you tried to do what I suggested? Is that what, maybe? <laughs> no? Why now don't my- you go out there the next time they are climbing up your ladder and say
2: hello, bear? My fiance, no, this is not going to work. My fiance, though, she did scare their bear off. She came out one day and I was live streaming my cameras and she came out in a robe with her hair up in the towel and a pot and pan and banged it and the bear ran away. So that might be the answer. Oh, she's tough. (laughs) She is. She's way tougher than I am. Guys, I want to thank you, Christine, Dan, Wyatt, everybody at the Guy Benson Show. And of course, Guy Benson, my name is Scott Rhino. I hope we had a good time today. I look forward to doing it again with all of you. Thank you. all all so much
0: home stretch on this friday sunny south florida thank you very much for tuning in guybensonshow.com podcast is free every day so if it feels like i've been traveling a lot that is uh That is correct. (laughs) So we had our trip overseas to Jordan in the Middle East. That was really cool. A vacation, but as I mentioned, did some non-vacation type stuff, fact gathering, learning, going to refugee camps, meeting with government officials, that sort of thing. Then we got back, and the next day I turned around went to New York, had a bunch of TV up in New York, went straight from New York to California, did the show from out there, had a speaking gig out there, then flew to Chicago. Then came here to Florida, and the tour continues, actually, for the next couple of weeks. Not quite as intensive, but still quite a lot. So it has been heavy on the travel, and I have to tell you that I've had a slight technical malfunction on this trip. My I have, like, this uh, shaver, like an electric razor, and I... I don't know if the shaver itself is kind of on the fritz or if it's the charger that isn't working properly, but it is like a big surprise every day whether or not my shaver is going to be charged. I leave it plugged in now all the time, and then I will disconnect it and hit the button to start shaving, and it will just be completely dead, or it's fine and it works properly for like a certain amount of time, between 30 seconds and two minutes, and then it dies. So the result has been somewhat hilarious. Not really for me, right? It's not fun, but I haven't had time to go. I don't want to go buy a new one. I have other shavers and chargers at home, so I don't want to, like, spend the money on it, but I also need to be groomed. If you're going to be on TV or speaking publicly, like, I can't just look like I roll out of bed after a two-day bender or something like that. So... I've decided to let the facial hair grow just a little bit. But to keep it looking, you know, properly maintained, I at least have to shave kind of like where my cheekbones are and then a little bit on my neck. And so as of this morning, it was dead. So I sort of re-plugged it back in and tightened all the connections, and it's been sitting there in the bathroom just waiting. So we'll we'll get an update after the show, whether or not it works, because then it's like a race against the clock. If it does turn on, and it's like it comes to life like a total lunatic, I'm there just like shaving as fast as I possibly can, the spots that have to get shaved first. It has been not my best overall look, literally, and I will be doing some in-depth investigating when I get home and replacing one or more parts of this. I'm just hoping that I can get like a solid 60 seconds. You know, two minutes would be a real luxury. So we'll find out. Luckily, this is radio. I had just enough to go on Varney this morning, although they didn't send makeup for me at Varney. So it was not, you know, I was not looking as 100% TV ready as I possibly could be, largely due to the razor issue. So, you know, it's it's just sort of fingers crossed, hanging on, hoping for the best until Sunday, and I go home. Just a little uh, little glimpse into the glamour of work travel, <laughs> really nonstop work travel with no downtime to go, you know, take care of this sort of thing. In the meantime, we mentioned right before the break, producer Christine is of the opinion that her husband Bobby might be aged out of an activity that he is nevertheless going to be engaged in and i know there's been some vehement disagreements here over this. Christine, what's going on?
1: So Bobby has been invited to a bachelor party next weekend. Um and it's like a weekend getaway at some sort mm-hmm. of casino. And I, listen, i don't Bobby doesn't tell me what to do, obviously. <laughs> and i don't tell Bobby what to do. So, you know, go have fun. That that's not what bothers me. I just feel like at a certain age, you know, he is going to be 41, when do I mean? Don't you feel weird going to a bachelor party? Like isn't I don't know. I just feel like he's a little too old. For, I know if I was invited to a bachelorette party, I don't think I would go. I would feel way too old.
0: Oh, how old is Bobby? Forty. He'll be forty-one. Okay, so he's he's forty. I'm 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 just like much you married a, a an older woman, I guess. But he's sure So did. I'm just. I'm not much, wait, 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 this.
1: not much older. We're le- yeah, I less love than how your you just point. immediately
0: endorsed that. You're like, <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. Um, is the wedding upcoming a first marriage? Yes. Okay. I mean, even if it were second, I mean, I think you maybe scale things back a little bit. I wouldn't be judging the fact that there was a bachelor party, but... If this is the guy's first go-around and this is a close buddy, I I don't really see what the problem is. I don't think it's an age-limited thing. Like, maybe going super, super hard is something that you do less and less as you get older, like the nature of the bachelor party. But I see no problem with him going at all. Like, it seems completely normal to me. Dan?
3: Yeah, I'm okay with it, too. Um, Like, I'm about to be 35, and I'm not married yet. So my friends will be, you know, we'll be in our mid to late thirties and we'll be going on a bachelor party for myself. So, and they've been married for years. So we already did all their stuff like probably four or five years ago. So I'm like the last one and you know, we'll be close to 40 doing our thing, but you know, it won't be like a Miami week where we're just like going crazy for a week. It'll be like something like, I don't know, go to a ball game, play golf and then, you know, get an Airbnb and hang out, that kind of thing. I'm okay with totally.
1: Yeah, that's what Bobby yeah, is I, saying to me. He's like, it's more fun. of like a steak dinner casino yeah. type thing, but I don't buy it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, there's that one jerk in the group. You know, there's always one that's like, hey, we got to go get a stripper and this and that. And like, like again, I trust my husband, but um, I don't know. I just think it's like, like you're in your 30s still. So, you know, you're, there's no argument there, but once you hit 40, don't you think, like, I don't know, just have a nice dinner. call
0: it a day. Here's the thing. I've been to a number of bachelor party weekends and actually a few bachelorette party weekends too, like co-ed ones, and it's just never been crazy. Like maybe the closest thing that I can think of of like a real rager was one of my buddies, Dan, before he got married, we went to Montreal for a weekend, long weekend, and even that was like relatively tame like this is like not my thing to be like whoa let's go completely crazy or you know what have you my bachelor party weekend was fantastic we actually had our bachelor parties the exact same weekend Adams was in Colorado with his friends in the mountains mine was in Cape Cod with my friends and it was both in both cases uh it was co-ed and we had a great time we went out to great dinners we went to the beach we went to cape cod league baseball yeah we like drank and hung out at the house and went out for cocktails and did a bunch of stuff it was just like low-key and fun like a little bit maybe more refined than what a bachelor party might be if you're getting married at like 22 and all of your friends are that age i just i think it's more of like what is the agenda as opposed to the fact that it's happening
3: Well, I have an interesting one, too. My sister got married, like, five years ago. So I I was invited to my brother-in-law's bachelor party. So it's his brothers and all his friends. So it's kind of awkward because they're like, well, is this guy going to be, like, a spy for Kim, my sister? Right.
0: Whose side is he Right.
3: So, like, at first we go to a Marlins game in Miami. It's all nice and happy, and everyone's, like, not going crazy. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, why aren't we partying? And uh, my brother-in-law is like, well, everyone's afraid to party in front of you. I was like, no, God, I promise you I'm crazier than all of you. So, like, go for it. Do whatever you want. And it was great the rest of the way. It was fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, you might be crazier than all of them. It's sort of hard to picture. I mean, Christine is, yeah, Christine, is Christine. But I think the person who is known for being the wildest at these types of events, of course, mm-hmm. is Quiet Wyatt. I mean, just totally out of control. Uh, you know, mug shots galore from the various trouble he's gotten into. Uh, we won't ask him about it because, you know, it's, we, we don't want to put him on the spot that way. But, you know, Christine, I just think that this is probably not something that you should be concerned about. Um, it's a normal thing. He's going to have a nice time. He's not going to be ridiculous. And it's fine. And look, if one of your girlfriends, someone that you were close with, had never been married, is finally getting married, is all excited about it, and she says, hey, we're doing a gal's bachelorette party. Please come. What are you going to say? Like you know, no, I'm a boomer and I don't do that. Like, no, you're gonna go.
1: No, I'm not a boomer, but I I probably would do just the dinner part of it, and then yeah, you're
0: like, oh, there's there's too much alcohol here. No, I can't I can't be here for this.
1: (laughs) It's not about you're a lady
0: of temperance all of a sudden.
1: (laughs) It's not about the alcohol. It's about like the club
0: aspect
1: of it, don't you think? Like uh,
0: weren't you just telling me that you get into like dance offs at every opportunity?
1: Those are weddings. Totally different. Mm. I would dance off at any wedding still.
0: But not at a not at the club.
1: <laughs> Duck club, as we used to say. Um mm. another thing is I just want to put it out there so everybody knows. I was not you said all your friends were at your bachelor party. I was not invited to this soiree. That's right.
0: You like all, you, my, all you, my best friends. All right, my best friends wait, were there. Like but
1: looking back now, do you feel bad?
0: No. Yes, no, I feel, I feel very affirmed. It was a very good decision. Look, you got invited to the wedding.
1: But I wasn't allowed to give a speech.
0: Oh, that is absolutely correct. Absolutely not. I had an aunt, bless her heart, who wanted to give a speech. Nope. Big old veto pen on that one, too.
1: You should have put the aunt and me together. No. So we could have yes, done a speech.
0: Yes, on a on a bus out of town. <laughs> no, that's like cookie after multiple mama's juices and a microphone at like a nice event. No, no. No, no. I think I think we played it very well. You threatened if longtime listeners will remember, you kept threatening to show up at the Bachelor Party.
1: Well, I like I, like I the also... boom
0: box over your head. <laughs> Demanding was, to be let in. That well, You were talking openly because you're like, I know where you're going.
1: I, well, I felt, I mean, it was our wedding and I wasn't even invited <laughs> to the bachelor party. So I was very upset. There was a lot of things you didn't include me in. And I think looking back, you didn't realize how close we were going to be. Mm. I think that you, looking back, especially at pictures where I'm not there, you're going to yeah. feel bad.
0: No, because like the thing is, we wanted to keep it all classy. That was the number one goal. And we pulled that off. See, have you seen the ads, Christine, for like the new phone cameras where you can just easily delete someone like, you know, Stalinist style from a photo like, oh, I don't want them in the photo. They're gone. Mm -hmm. You need the opposite of that. You need a program where you can easily insert yourself into memories that you weren't invited to. And put them all over your house about the amazing times you had at my bachelor party and that sort of thing. And, like, your slumber parties with Wyatt. You know, and just, like, make up history using fake photographs.
1: Well, now you've ruined your birthday gift.
0: (laughs) Which is next week, and I will be officially in my late 30s at that point. So getting close to no bachelor party zone, apparently, according to, like, you know, uh, school mom cookie over here. Uh, we got to leave it. we got to leave it there. Out of time. Here in Florida, absolutely beautiful down here, uh, Freedom Country. Back in D.C. next week. Looking forward to that. The birthday week, as Christine mentioned. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you.
3: That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts.